to Writing Comics episode 12. This episode, we're going to cover five plot points. They're the five major plot points, the backbone to story, backbone to story structure. First, uh, happy 4th of July for everyone in the United States. I'm here in the United States in California, so happy 4th of July to everyone, all the listeners that come from here. Uh, Today is Wednesday, the day after the 4th of July that I'm recording this. Uh, I'm going to start this off. We got our first review on iTunes, and you don't realize like how much a review could um, could like uh, impact someone, especially when it's one person, when it's not like a review for like a, a corporation's product or something. But I've been putting this, putting work into this podcast and everything I do. So when I get that first review, it's it like gave me goosebumps. You know, it was a good feeling. It was a five-star review. Uh, I saw it June 27th. Uh, I was just getting done with some comic work, and the review was actually posted on the 25th, so I didn't see it for a few days. I was just got done comic work one night, getting ready to work, go work out, and then go to sleep, and I just happened to look up the podcast on my phone. saw the review, and man, it was an awesome feeling. It puts you on like a high. It's like just to get that feedback, you know? Uh, the review is titled Underrated Podcasts by... Delta Z, it says, uh, if you're someone who dreams of writing and publishing a comic, this show is a great listen. This guy is the chill comic writer friend I wish I had in real life, and I love, and I love living vicariously through him as he navigates the multifaceted world of graphic novel creation. He's very down to earth, experienced enough that he has a great pro- that he has great pro tips to offer, but fresh enough that his advice is in touch with what a new writer needs to hear. He also talks specifically about the writing part of the process, rather than just the art and marketing aspects. Just listen to the episode on themes, which I do recommend for, to anyone currently working on a story. The podcast is still pretty new, but I think this guy is going places, so I look forward to seeing more. And that is just awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate that so much. And um, I'm going to keep putting these out. Uh, thank you for everyone who stuck with me through those beginning episodes. Uh, those can be rough. Like just the audio. Like they was too quiet at first. On the first few episodes and then later ones, I feel like it was like too loud. And it was picking up like anytime like I took a sip of water or you could like hear me breathing so thank you for making it through those I'm getting better at these I'm getting better at just I guess with just with more practice as with anything in life I think it's important in life to try new things and um and you're gonna suck at first and then when you stick at it you get better with more practice so this is like that uh whether writing comics or podcasting or just any hobbies that you pick up in life i think it's important to start new things and suck and get better over time so i i feel like i've already improved a lot just uh how i uh, relay the information in these episodes and you know it can be like a little awkward sometimes in your apartment alone talking to yourself recording these podcasts i'm in an apartment and you're like man do my neighbors hear me my dog is looking at me, but I'm getting better. It's less awkward. Uh, I feel like interviews might be easier just for that reason because you're not just talking to yourself. You can actually show your personality more um, when you're interviewing someone and stuff, you know. So uh, this is episode 12. Um, 
I've been consistent with these. I'm going to keep building these. I'm having fun with it now. I've gotten, uh, I've had a few listeners reach out to me. We got the review. So it feels good now. And I'm going to keep putting these out and sharing my experience uh, writing comics and self-publishing. All right. So let's get to On the Radar. I read um, Descender from Image Comics. Just one issue. I just picked it up because it looks cool. I love the uh, watercolor art. And I'm probably going to get the trade paperback for that. It's a pretty, I just love the art and it's about like robots and stuff. So it's up my alley. Uh, I think I mentioned I was reading Extremity from Image. I'm probably going to wait for the trade paperback. I know that you're supposed to pick up the issues to help them out with sales and stuff. But I started at issue two. So if I could find issue one, that'd be awesome. But I think I'm going to have to wait. But that is an awesome book by uh, Darren... Or what was it? Uh, I forgot his name. The artist, dang, the artist and writer. He's his art is amazing. And then the only comic that I read from the big two, Marvel and DC, is Super Sons from DC. I'll probably pick up some Batman books. I don't generally read that many like hero stuff, but I um, mean I'm a big fan of Batman like anyone, so I'm down for that. And then Super Sons is fun. Just Superboy and then Damian Wayne. It's, it's like a really fun story. If you can recommend any other books from uh, DC or Marvel, let me know. I like Spider-Man too, so if you, I don't, I just don't know like which comic to read for it and stuff. So let me know if you have good ones for either of them. Um, and then what I've been working on. This is probably like the busiest I've been in the past week. So busy. Um, I let you guys know about the Dragonskin. It's an anthology, and then also. Uh, they'll be publishing six issues of it, so uh, I finished revising that, sent it to the editor. She's reading it, and she'll get back to me with feedback. I think the script turned out awesome, almost so awesome that I kind of like wish I was self-publishing it, but at this point in my career, I can't turn down uh, getting the experience of not only being an anthology, but also um, somebody publishing for me and paying for the art for it, so it's a great experience, and then uh, definitely teach whatever I whatever I get out of this experience with the anthology and working for a publisher like that. Um, so that script has turned out pretty awesome. The Dragon's Kin, it's like a fantasy, um, Japanese-type fantasy steampunkish world about this little girl. Um, and she goes on this journey, this adventure, um, like samurai. You know, it's fun stuff, this fantasy, fantasy samurai world. It's like a coming-of-age story of this little girl. So it's it's a fun story. I think it'll be a good series. We'll see what happens. I'm excited to see it uh, to come to life once uh, we get an artist on board that's going to start putting out sketches and stuff. And then I'll be allowed to share all that stuff, so I can't wait for that. What a, And then I, um, I have a mailing list that you can sign up to on my website where I'm going to show you the process of the first two pages of the, the Wild Cosmos. So I started sharing that. Uh, it's my first time doing a mailing list, so it was kind of like new to me learning how to build it and stuff. Maybe we'll have an episode on a mailing list. <laughs> and so I put out two of that. You, uh, they have seen the first page of the Wild Cosmos now, and then I'm going to start putting out uh, the second page process. I, I show like the layout, um, sketch version, and then I show the inks, and then I show the colors and letters. So it's fun doing that. We got our first two subscribers on YouTube. I've been so busy that I haven't had too much time to put out the writing comics on YouTube in the second episode of Talk uh, Talk Letter, but I'll definitely get back to that. Um, 
just with all this Kickstarter stuff and the dragon skin revisions that I haven't had too much time. I was thinking maybe I could do like one, uh, sw like swap, uh, put out writing comics on YouTube every two weeks and then talk, uh, talk letter every two weeks. So it'd be like, uh, every other week for each instead of, uh, just twice a week for each. Cause it's just kind of time consuming building the videos and stuff. So, you know, with a full-time job and then also I don't want all of my time to go into production of stuff like this. I want to be able to write still and come up with new stories and then I have the kickstart and everything. So we'll see if playing around with that. So thank you for the first two subscribers. I can only see one of them. I guess the other one has it on private, but one of them is Robert Green. So I don't know if you're a listener on here or if you just found it off YouTube, but thanks for the subscribe. All right. So now the biggest news, I locked down the date for the Kickstarter. It's going to be next Tuesday or this coming up Tuesday, I guess, since today's Wednesday, uh, it'll be July 11th. Um, it's scary. Uh, but you know, you have to try and see if you feel it's a, it's a big step up from my first Kickstarter, which was a small goal and it wasn't, you know, a whole book. It was just a mini issue print, 11 by 15 print. And, um, this is definitely a big step up, you know, that was in the hundreds, that goal, my goal for the wild cosmos is going to be 5,000 to finish the art, um, and to print it. So it's a, it's a huge step up. Um, I've been really busy with that. I'm hoping for the best. I think it's an awesome book. It's original idea. Um, and the Kickstarter page looks great. So I'm, I'm checking all my boxes. It's just, I don't have much of an audience yet, uh, being my first book and stuff. So, but I guess in order to gain an audience, you have to put out a book. So you're like stuck in this conundrum of trying to gain an audience and trying to put out your first book, which will come first, you know? So I'm hoping for the best. It's scary because what if you fail? That's always going to be in your Kickstarter history. Um, that stuff doesn't go away. Kickstarter keeps that forever. But I'm not worried about it. You know, if I fail, I'll learn from it. Um, and then maybe it'll be a huge success or maybe I'll just barely pass it. I'll be excited either way. I can't wait to just get this book out to you guys and get my first book done. Um, I heard a cool quote the other day saying finish is perfect. You know, you can't just keep working on something, trying to perfect it. It's never going to be that, uh, that thing that you envisioned when you first started writing it and working on it. You just have to put it out then you'll level up and then get better when you put out your next thing. You know, it's scary thinking what if the Kickstarter feels or what if people don't like it when they get it, you know, but it's the first project I'm doing. So I think I'm only going to get better from here. And I think it's an awesome project. I'll have plenty of art pages on my Kickstarter since this is my first big Kickstarter. I'm not going to go up there and not show any of the art or any of the comic pages. I'm going to have like eight to 10 pages on there. I believe I said before I've been busy, um, contacting sponsors for podcasts and stuff, checking on my sponsoring budget, putting out PR releases. I sent a, a press release, um, to like 30 different indie comic outlets so that's my first time ever doing a press release i typed up like a couple paragraphs and um put out some preview uh, images preview pages so i'll definitely share what i learned from that and which uh which press outlets actually pick it up um i've never done that before so that was new to me i was super busy doing all that stuff the past few days and then i finished up all of the lettering and dialogue for the pages i've done um, and then 
Oh, I got the logo done too, I guess, since the last time I talked to you guys. The logo is done. It turned out awesome. I was kind of stressing out about that. I've had bad experiences getting logos done, uh, commissioning them from people. I don't know. just never turned out how I planned. I've had good experiences too, and this was expensive. Uh, I was referred to this guy, and he kind of had a deadline by the end of the week, and we weren't quite there yet, and I was, I was worrying. I was like, man, this guy... I was expecting to, however, time, however much time it takes, I want to get a good logo. You know, that matters to me when it's your personal project, which goes into the line of self-publishing versus, you know, uh, small studios that are going to publish for you like I am doing with the Dragon Skin. That would be nice. I won't have to pay for the art and I won't, pro- I mean, I'm sure I'll still get approval and stuff for the Dragon Skin logo and stuff, but at least I won't have to stress about getting it all done like that. So the logo is done in school. Uh, the book mock-up is on my Instagram and Twitter. You can check that out. I think it looks awesome. I haven't really talked much about the Wild Cosmos, I guess, in these 12 episodes. But here's a quick pitch so you guys at least know what it is. Um, it's like this. It's set in like a Wild West version of space, hence the Wild Cosmos. And uh, you follow Captain Cooper and his crew of five as they go on this journey. Um surviving and smuggling in space or take you from like derelict space stations to lush alien rainforests so it's a fun story um you don't really see much stuff like this in comics so i think it's fun to just do something different rather than hero stuff or you know images doing tons of stuff other than heroes but not many other companies are um so let's get into i think that's everything I wanted to cover so let's get into the five plot points a quick overview of those five points the the kind of backbone of your story Um, so these are like the building blocks of a three-act structure Um, you want to brainstorm these early on of your writing process while you you know you're you're in that brainstorming phase where you're brainstorming your characters character arcs setting um, theme like we covered before and then you're also going to be brainstorming scenes for these five plot points that are connected into the three-act structure so when we talked about the six parts of a story i talked about uh the three-act structure but i didn't really go into a story structure as far as like these plot points and stuff some people uh know more of like the two major plot points the one that's going to be between act one and act two and then the other one that's between act two and act three which is like your climax and the first one's like the inciting incident or i guess the first one's more of a lock-in so we'll cover the five plot points um and then i'll have other episodes where i get more into detail of the three-act structure i mean i might even do like a full episode on um on each act act one act two act three so the first the first three um, plot points out of the five are like the reaction ones where your character, your hero, is reacting in the story. And then at that third uh, plot point is where it turns to action, where he's taking action throughout the story until the climax, until the end. So the first one is the inciting incident. Um, in that first act you're gonna kind of set up everything i like to think of it as like setting up a joke and then you have the punchline, and then it's it's done you know so you have to get a good setup first before you can deliver the punchline. so that first act is just all the setup is ordinary world and then you have the inciting incident uh 
which uh, it's usually in the middle of the first act, and it's kind of like a, a new journey, a new door, um, but they, they can still turn back. So I'd like to walk through and just make up one on the fly with you guys. So that's how I kind of get a better understanding. It's hard learning about writing um, and you're hearing all this new terminology and you don't really, it doesn't really click for you. So I feel like if I just walk through a basic premise that that might help to plot it out for you guys. And ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to get a finished outline so you can start uh, scripting your story. You know, finished outline, you'll have what happens in the first act, second act, third act, you'll have these plot points. You'll have your character, your character's arc, all your characters listed. Um, you'll have your theme, you'll have your setting, all of that, all of what we talked before, that's, that's your outline, which is, it's good to get that done before you start scripting and writing your complete story. Um, so, so the inciting incident that is going to happen, um, during your first act and they can still turn back. They're not locked into it yet. So let's see what if there was like set in medieval times, what if there was a knight? And he was a coward and he learns to become brave in order to find success. That could be like part of the theme. And that's also his arc. Uh, a good thing I heard the other day was character arc equals theme, which is very true. You know, it's what they're learning. It's how they start. It starts as a coward. And then you can arc into, you know, what if he becomes a hero or something? So the inciting incident, incident. what if the uh, the knight goes on this journey or quest to save someone, save a princess? This is very basic. Um, plenty of stories like this. But the, the catch is he's a coward. So he's on that the inciting incident. He, the first act, he starts in his town. And then the inciting incident is he gets chosen to go on this quest to find the princess. So then while he's out there is the lock-in. That's the second plot, plot point. So you have inciting incident and then you have the lock-in where he's stuck in this quest. There's no more turning back. At first he could turn back while he's on the journey. Maybe um, something happens. The people he's with get hurt or die. So now he's stuck on this mission. He has to keep going. So backing out is impossible now. And that's where it turns over to Act 2 from Act 1. And then you'll have the midpoint. Um, this is not the climax. It's like the midpoint. So maybe, uh, so this is when he's still reacting. So maybe the knight would get attacked and then he has to be brave in order to survive, you know? He has to fight back. Or it could be anything else. Maybe he saves someone and he shows the bravery. It's, uh, it, whether it's positive or a failure, it'll kind of reflect or mirror the, the ending uh, climax. So if it's a failure at the midpoint, then it would be kind of a failure at the climax too. But, you know, most stories have the hero succeeding and stuff. So so you'll have the midpoint, which will be a success, and then that'll reflect the success in the climax. Uh, this will just show that he's on the way to success. It's not going to be anything major, but it's just kind of you're still building up. That whole act two, you're building up until the climax. And after the climax is the resolution, and then the story's over quick. It's really quick pacing after the climax. But um, during the act two, it's just steadily rising. It's harder and harder challenges, building the tension, you know, pacing it out right. Uh, you'll have a challenge and then it'll go back to kind of a slower pace and then challenge. So after that midpoint, you have the climax and that's where it transitions into act three. That will be his highest moment or the lowest moment of the story. 
you know, a low moment if the midpoint was a failure or a high moment if it was positive. So maybe um, for the climax could be him saving the princess. He got her. He did it. He was brave. Um, and then after this climax, it's all a fast pace for that third act. Uh, you don't want the third act to linger because the conflict is over. The story needs to come to an end. And you don't want to just keep dragging it out. You'll see movies and stuff do that and you'll be like, man, I thought this thing was over. You don't want to see it just drag on. So the last plot point, plot point number five, is a third act twist. Um, it's good to, uh, when you're writing a story, you want to throw in a lot of unexpected scenes, unexpected things to happen, unexpected inciting incidents. You don't want it to be uh, predictable. Stories that are predictable aren't good. You want it to be full of unexpected things. You don't want the reader or watcher to know everything that's going to happen and be able to predict it in their head. Um, I think that's what makes a good story is when it's an uh, unpredictable one, you go on that ride. So sometimes there's a third act twist. And what if, uh, for our basic premise, what if the, the princess didn't want to be rescued? What if she goes back? That could be a twist, you know. Uh, there's plenty of different twists you can do. You don't have to have it. That's the five basic plot points. Uh, inciting incident, lock-in, midpoint, climax. And then third act twist. You'll see d these things called different things. Everyone knows of the two major plot points most people do that have studied um, story structure. But not the five uh, plot points I don't think is as popular as those two, those two major plot points that drive the story. But it's good to know these five. Um, that's the backbone of your story. It's like the skeleton of your story along with the, the three acts and your theme. All of that is just inter, inter, um, intertwined throughout the story. So while you're brainstorming, think of these five five points and think of scenes that could uh, drive the f uh, story forward and that will be unexpected scenes, not predictable for your reader. Inciting incident, lock it, midpoint, climax, and third act twist. Not everybody believes in writing with story structure. I do. I think it makes for better stories. But if it's not your thing, then by all means, don't do it. But I just feel like it just makes for uh, a better paced story. And I think it'll be a better story in the end. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of good stories that don't have story structure like this. But when you're new and, and learning how to write, I think it's good to learn and good to write like that. All right, so I guess the next time I talk to you guys, I will have already launched my Kickstarter. Maybe I'll do like an early episode since I'm launching on Tuesday. Um, and then, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, I'll probably live stream on like Instagram or something when I hit launch. Um, if you want to support me in this podcast and check out what I'm working on, check out the Kickstarter for it. It'll be the Wild Cosmos, probably go live around... Uh, 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. on Tuesday. So if you want to show some support for me, um, backing it would be awesome if you're into that kind of thing. If you're into like sci-fi and stuff, then it's got awesome art. I think it's a cool story. Uh, just the cover alone and logo look awesome. The mock-up, I was blown away. Um, so yeah, that'd be a, I'll appreciate that if you want to check it out. The reviews, that was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> if anybody else wants to review, good or bad, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it has to be good, but I appreciate um, I appreciate it for sure. And then even hearing what I need to work on, I'll appreciate that too. 
So I'll talk to you guys next week. Um, yeah, the Kickstarter will be live by the next time you hear from me. So I'm excited for that. Excited and scared, but we'll see. Have a good week, guys.